Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Small Business Big Stories podcast. On this episode, I get to chat with Andrew and Josh, the founders of Resilience Fitness. They take me through their come up story and they take me even further back to the start of their friendship. We talk about the ups and downs that they've gone through as primarily an in-person fitness business throughout this pandemic. What I love about these guys is that they are so open and willing to learn and adapt. I mean, personally, I started my business during the pandemic, but to think about a six-year business that, again, was primarily in-person, and then to pivot and shift everything online, honestly, guys, this is a story worth listening to. So buckle up, grab a snack. Trust me, you're going to love this one. Hey, Josh and Andrew, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. So glad to have you guys. How are you guys doing tonight? Awesome. We are good. doing great, or I'm doing great. Good. <laughs> I'm doing good too. Doing good awesome. too. Awesome. Good, good. Um, well, I mean, the reason that we're on here tonight is so that you guys can tell your amazing story about your business, Resilience Fitness. And uh, yeah, so sort of take the time, introduce yourselves, and tell us a little bit about your business. Uh, and a little bit of the come up story too, how you guys started. Um, you guys are really great friends. So I think everyone would like to know how you guys made that work. Wow. There's a lot to that story. So me and Andrew have known each other for since grade 10. So we've known each other for a long, 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 long time and see, seeing the like us change and grow. But one thing that stayed common, we've always been very tight since we've known each other. We started Resilience six years ago. Um, wow. It's changed a lot since we started. And it's been like an incredible journey um, for both of us on our friendship, just the business expanding and growing and changing and going through COVID and going through ups and downs. Um, and it's been amazing. A fun ride. And we're excited to keep it going, even though things have changed a lot during COVID. We're super passionate about still continuing to grow resilience and grow our community. Um, and we're, we're loving doing it and we love doing it. Good, that's awesome. Wants to touch on anything else, but it's been an incredible fun journey for us. And uh, it's definitely brought us closer together as friends as well. Yeah, I mean, I've seen you guys in action. I've taken many, many resilience classes and the energy that vibrates throughout each session is incredible. I've never experienced anything like it. Initially, I was like before going to resilience, I was really apprehensive about group fitness. I was still at a stage where I was pretty uncomfortable about doing anything fitness related in front of anybody. Yeah. Uh, and when I started to come to resilience classes is when I felt like I was really able to come out of my shell. You yeah. guys have just created this amazing, welcoming, comfortable space, judgment-free mm -hmm. space where everybody is welcome, no matter what level you're entering at. And yeah, you guys have done an amazing job creating a community. Why did you guys like, why fitness? Why start a fitness brand? I can touch on that a little bit. Um, yeah. So yeah, we, uh, I, myself, I just graduated teacher's college. I didn't, I was working at a gym before I went to teacher's college. Um, I was enjoying it. It actually helped me a lot. I think with my people skills doing that job, I was like doing front desk work for a long time, but I was in this transition period where I didn't really know what I wanted to do. 
yeah. I ended up having to figure something out because I, I knew I couldn't do that for a long time. I wanted to do something else. So I went to teacher's college. I graduated Same. teacher's college. And oh, yeah, you're a teacher. I forgot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and in that, uh, in that like time after I graduated, it was tough to get a job. So I was really like in this crossroads. What am I going to do? So I ended up getting a job at Ryerson and okay. just happened to be that Andrew was working down the street from me and we would meet every day at lunch and talk about what we wanted to do. We weren't really happy with where we were at, but we really enjoyed fitness. And um, we started we, we started actually at Good Life um, just doing group classes, but we ended up transitioning to getting a place at Monarch Park and renting a space for like a couple days a week. And we didn't have an idea really other than we just want to train people. So we didn't have like, oh, we're going to be a CrossFit gym. We're going to be like this. We're going to be like that. We just wanted to train people. So it just started with a couple classes and it was a blessing, I think, because it started with friends and family. At yeah, all I remember you guys, levels. I remember you guys saying that, like it was just friends and family just starting like from the ground up. You know, we're begging our friends and family to come out and say, please support <laughs> us. Just come out. We just need to get a couple people in here and like get it, get it started. And it was a blessing because we had all different people come out, all different fitness levels. So we didn't have like... Um, an idea of exactly how we really wanted to train people. But I think it actually worked in our advantage because it allowed us to like cater to different fitness levels right off the bat, right off the bat. Yeah. And since then we've like, like branded classes and grown a lot. Cause we were just doing like once one kind of class. Um, and we've changed a lot, but I think what one of our strengths is as a community and as, as resilience is, really welcoming and we have this we've created this community that's super welcoming it's a very challenging workout no matter where where you're at in your fitness level but uh, we really yeah try to make people, we really try to make people feel welcome when they come in the doors and feel comfortable working out because we know that's a that's a huge thing for some people working out in front of people especially someone that's new to group fitness it can be uh, intimidating so we try our best to minimize that and uh yeah we love doing that for sure. And Andrew, you came from a football background, so you brought a lot of athleticism into the dynamic. Was like, was athletics always a part of your life? Yes. So growing up, um, ever since I can remember, I was playing sports, yeah. even going back to like three or four years old t-ball. So it has always been a pillar in my life. In fact, it's the way that I made friends. It's the way that I communicated learned to communicate literally uh, yeah. not in school but on the field so literally how, how to how to be on a team how to talk to people how to face conflict and um, that's really where I met most of my friends so yeah it's always been a big part of my life and I think just to add on to what Josh said you know um, when we did start it was yes we did want to train people but we wanted to start a community we wanted to start a place where people could come and train but to really build a community. And that's such a loose word nowadays. It's like, well, yeah, community, but like, we really wanted a place. You kind of uh, alluded to it, Brittany, that it's a judgment-free place where people can come and just like, I don't know what I'm about to do, but like, I feel something here. I feel welcome here. And that's community, you know? So um, that was at the beginning, like at the, mm. the very beginning. And that's still, that's still like the pillar of resilience today. Mm. Absolutely. And I know with a lot of businesses, I mean, you guys are like six years in, uh, were you ever at a point where you're just like, you know, I don't know, I don't know if this is going to work 
Or do you guys like still get the imposter syndrome feeling where you're just like, what are we doing? I don't know if this is the right move, even after six years. So in short, absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) And long, I think that no matter who you are, when you start something as an entrepreneur, it's, it's bound to, 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 to be there. That doubt and that fear is on the other side of, of accomplishing something in freedom and just enjoying what you do. So you have to make that decision. So yes, we're still faced with that. Even today, there's days and moments, uh, which is great to be in a partnerships because we can really encourage each other when one's down, the other's up. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's entrepreneurial life. Like that's, you, you constantly are evolving and creating and uh, one day is better than the other. And then you, you just got to stay even keel. Don't get too high. Don't get too low. Yeah. yeah, definitely. And yeah, you guys have brought so much to your business. Like it's not just fitness. Um, but I remember being involved in, you know, some nutrition seminars that you guys have done. Um, and you guys have taken like some big trips. So how has that, like, do you feel like that is really what has brought this community in is just providing a multi-layered service, not just about fitness, but about all the other elements that you have uh, incorporated to create your community? Man, this is like the most exciting topic for us to probably discuss in the world when it comes to resilience. So Josh, yeah. you take, you, you go ahead, Josh. I'll let you talk about the, the trips and all that. Cause that was Andrew's brainchild. I was a little reluctant at, at first at uh, some of those things and I, I'll admit it. Yeah. He came to me with some of these ideas and I was like, what are you talking about? Are you kidding me? Like you want to take these guys to California? Like, what do you like how, how are we gonna afford that how are we gonna do this but yeah. yeah sometimes you know through talks and stuff i think it's great about our relationship is that we can talk things through and uh you know we usually come to some sort of compromise but yeah uh back to your question yeah i think i think we've always had a vision of doing something more than fitness so we're always trying to evolve that um through trips through seminars through um nights out community nights right now we really want to get back because we really want to start a sports league and stuff like that because really? we feel that like some of these things are what help cater relationships and stuff like that so you know you can you can get to know someone in the gym and it's great to get to know someone through working out but we've always tried to like kind of push that envelope and think about different things we can do to expand people's friendships and uh their yeah relationships with each other so that's always been like a big like thing on our mind ever since we started is like how can we do some other things to get people more involved and get the community like tighter tighter knit so Absolutely. uh yeah maybe andrew wants to talk about the trips and stuff like that because uh, that was his uh, brainchild there yeah, yeah i just I, I, th- go ahead, andrew. <laughs> I think just every every everything that resilience is is not only in the gym but it's outside the four walls you know and uh i think a lot of gyms you know, make it about the workout and that's cool, but we wanted to always make it, Josh said it more than fitness. So it like a workout is a, as a place and a way for people to meet, but then let's take it the next level and get outside the four walls. And that has always been the heartbeat of resilience. That has always been uh, like, how do you foster relationships? How do you, how do you get people together? Like 35 people on a plane and fly across North America to the West coast down South to California on the very tip, right, right above Tijuana and San Diego. And how do you do, how do you do that though? The willingness of 35 people to jump on a plane only comes from the trust in the the relationships that have been built. Yeah. 
So no, no, no fitness workout is going to get them on the thing on the plane. It's actually just the, the connection, the relationship. I want to go away with these four for these four days with these people because I want to like just grow in relationship with these people. So it really is about that. It's outside the four walls. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that one-on-one interaction uh, and that group interaction that you guys have consistently just really made a part, an integral part of your business uh, was a reason why I came each, almost each and every day just to get a little bit, like a little piece of that and start my day Mm -hmm. off with that. Mm-hmm. Now, since the pandemic has started, things have sort of changed a little bit. So mm-hmm. you guys have really based a lot of your of your business on, you know, in-person group workouts, your trips, seminars. Now I want to get into the pivot, how you guys pivoted your business after six years of being in business, doing everything in person. How did you feel and how did you go about transitioning into an online space? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was the like something that we needed to do right away to keep momentum like going in, in the community and keep people active, right? Yeah. So we couldn't work out. <clears throat> we knew that we had to do something, obviously. So we started off very like, you know, we didn't know what we were doing, but like we've really been committed and invested in like trying to learn how to make that space better and better. And it's been a long learning curve, but we're really like, we really feel like online fitness is something that's like valuable for our clients. Something that like, even when we go back in person, I think it's a huge value add for people. It's people that are busy, people that maybe want to come in person and maybe online's like uh, not, they, they prefer in person, but yeah. just having busy person that may be only able to get outside of their house maybe twice a week or something, but they still want to get four workouts in. So we really made it a, like a staple in what we're doing. And we like kind of doubled down on it and, and really invested in it time and money into like making it the best we can. And uh, fortunately, like we've been blessed to have a lot of people around us that are helping us like continue to build the program. Um, shout outs to Emmanuel um he's definitely helping us with uh some production stuff and we have a lot of coaches that help which has been awesome so yeah it's just been a learning process and a growing process it's been a tough process sometimes because it's been like a lot of learning and a lot of like just pivoting and you know a lot of new things for us but it's been exciting too so it's been good yeah like the quality of your guys i mean you're consistently like an ace team you guys always come with you know you're just always on and uh, you're always coming with like the greatest and the most efforts. And I found with your videos, they are so high quality, so professional, the names of your workouts. Like I know Andrew, you have a lot to do with that. Like how do you even come up with the names of these workouts? I don't know. (laughs) That's a great question. (laughs) No, trying to match sort of the feeling that maybe a person is experiencing into a word to express that. And we decided to make it one word um, if we could to really describe what, what is a person going to feel and experience? Cause you know, a group workout is so correlated to not only the physical, but that, that mental and that spiritual connection. Uh, so how is someone going to feel in that space? And let's, let's stamp it with a word. So a lot of, that. a lot of going through words that are like, no, that's crap. That's crap. That's crap. <laughs> or like, Josh, I got it. And then it's like, this and he's like 
Uh, like oh, Josh, no. Josh comes in, he's like, how about this? And I'm like, throw it in the garbage. That's like, we're not doing that. <laughs> so a lot of, a lot of uh, brainstorming, tons of like leaving the ego at the door. Like you can't really build it unless if the ego is just totally out of it and just be willing to fail and name some things and people would be like, what? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, so that's kind of uh, we want to match the experience to um, a word. Yeah, yeah. And just like also listening to clients, listening to our team too, like even recently, like, our, our production guy Emmanuel helped us like build a whole new kind of way of seeing our online workouts and we've like mm-hmm. even adapted it in the last couple of weeks so just continuing like knowing that you know sometimes we we don't have the greatest ideas and our team around us there's people around us that can help so being open to listen and hear from our clients is huge too um so yeah just our team has helped a lot and being open to listen uh we even got another coach that just started a baby fit or starting a baby fit program and just like listening to your team's ideas and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I would have never thought of that. I'm not thinking about babies right now. And Andrew's got (laughs) another on the way. Babies, but probably his own. So yeah, (laughs) it's the team around you as well. So absolutely. Yeah. Like two brains are always better than one. And if you can multiply that, then the ideas just come and, and fly into existence and but that's something else that I wanted to touch upon too you know working in a team uh you guys started off as a team and now you've expanded the team into more instructors and a a production staff so how was it for you guys in the beginning to now in terms of the the way you guys work together the way you you know work with Josh Andrew and vice versa (laughs) Yeah, I, I you have to go sort of outside the business and really see the evolution of just like us growing as people yeah. and just growing, you know, we're both guys that really value our faith and just growing in that and really learning how to uh, listen more and speak less, which is something that was, has, so been a, has been a, such a journey for me. And I, I have not even close to perfected it, but just listening more. Um, going through a lot of moments that, Hey, let's reflect and see, you know, a year later, Oh man, I would have handled that so differently. And just having the, the grace for each other to like, Hey man, it's all good. Like, at least you're seeing it, you know, at least you're yeah. seeing it now. Let's, you know, there's a lot of forgiveness that, that has been, um, experienced by one another. So there's a lot of forgiveness between Josh and I, because you need forgiveness, yes. um, because there's a lot of things that, you know, you act out and you, you do and you're like, man, I'm really sorry for that. If you have that relationship. So the evolution of that really um, from day one to today is changed because of we were changing as people, I think, to answer your question. Yeah. And uh, we've gone from, you know, that team when we first started to yeah. a team of, I think, uh, 10 coaches or, or nine coaches, a production team. Incredible. Uh, it was amazing. So the one thing I would say is to, to grow that is to hear them out, to listen, mm-hmm. to listen to their ideas. And you're not going to implement everything because you can't. Um, but to, to say, man, that's a good idea. Or where'd you come up with that? Let's, let's evolve it. it. Always has to sort of fit in this, which is resilience. So if they feel valued because we do value them, they're always going to come up with great ideas. And like you said, Brittany, two, six, eight brains are better than one. So um, it's just been a process of learning how to listen and collaborate. Exactly. And that's such a great sign of growth and understanding between the two of you. Uh, you mentioned something that I think is so important. And a lot of people, I think most people, this is just an ongoing process, 
of actually listening, listening to someone, actually mm-hmm. listening in to hear what they have to say without you already having a response Answer, in mind. Yeah. That without, is hard. <laughs> yeah, it's really hard because especially yeah. like Andrew, I definitely see you as like, you know, yeah, let's try this. Let's do this. And correct me if I'm wrong, but Josh, you seem like, well, let's just like, let's just think about that for a second. Let's take a hot second. Think about how we can process yeah. that. Bullseye. Bullseye. <laughs> but I think that's a great dynamic, right? You guys have for a sure. great balance. And like I said, having understanding and under and understanding the fact that you guys have both been through a grow a growth spurt, I would say, um, you know, comparing yourselves to when you first started the business versus now and just being so open to that. I think what is what makes great leaders and great business owners understanding that like that, you know, you grow, you grow as a person, things change. Sure. You could have done something better a year ago, but you weren't the same person a year ago. Exactly. Exactly. Right on bullseye. Yeah. Bullseye. Uh, So question for you guys, was there ever a point when you guys started, I know the pandemic, I feel like has been going on for, I don't even know what year are we in? Um, But (laughs) You guys started about a year ago uh, going online. Were you ever afraid or apprehensive or had a teammate that was super <coughs> apprehensive to get in front of the camera uh, because it was so different than actually teaching to a class? Oh, yeah, for sure. Totally. The, it's a different dynamic. Coaching in person to, to coaching online is like it's like A and B. It's they're not of the same pot. Yeah. Um, so that's a new thing. You kind of have to pivot. But the train's going. So like if you don't adapt and, and jump on the train, you're going to be left behind. So you, you're, you, you actually have to jump in front of the camera. Uh, for the most part, it's been Josh and I leading the most classes, I'd say. Right. Um, so like we just have been saying yes since day one. Um, I will say those, but like when we first pivoted, this was probably the first month or two of, of the, the pandemic. Josh yeah. was like, I, I really think we should build like an online program. And for me, I was like, nah, man, like this is just a band-aid. We'll be back. And he's yeah. like, I think we should do this. And I'm like, cool. Again, the Andrew, like in 2020 was more open to hearing, but the Andrew of 2015, you can ask Josh, we've been like, yeah, forget that. Like, let's like, <laughs> let's go clean our equipment. We're coming back next week. So yeah. um, yeah, there's, there's definitely like a little bit of a hump there that we had to get over. Yeah, it was definitely a roller coaster ride because we really didn't know how long this pandemic and this lockdown was going to go on for. Right. And it was, like you said, like a roller coaster. First, it was like, okay, now we're in lockdown or now we've capped the number of people. Now we're fully shutting down gyms. Now we, you can open up, but just outdoors. Like it was just so up and down, up and down. Yeah. Um, how did you guys deal with that? Yeah, I, I guess the I guess the pivoting was a challenge because it was yeah. it's been changing for a long time. That's been pretty challenging. Yes. Uh, I guess just like Andrew touched on earlier, I think a lot of times it's a blessing to be in a partnership because you know when one person's up, the other person's usually or when one person's down. Not that there's always one person down. When one person's down, the other <laughs> person usually is there to cheer the other person up. Right. So there's been a lot of times, you know, like we've gone through a lot of pivots and a lot of like, I remember at the beginning of the pandemic, um, I heard like, I heard a business, another fitness business. It was like right at the beginning was preparing for being uh, out for three months. And I was like, three months. Are you kidding me? Like what the hell? Three months. That's telling me like we're closing. And now it's been like a year and a bit, but, 
And if I knew that it was going to be a year and a bit back then, I would have been like, I would have been, I don't know what I would have been doing, but yeah, I think it's good to have like people around you that your business partners, your, your partner in life, your friends, your family, ho- hopefully there are people there to encourage you when you're, when you're feeling stressed. Cause there are ups and downs and like any entrepreneur, they deal with that. So the pivots have been challenging. Sometimes it's been like stressful, right. But um, having people around you to encourage you and just continuing to believe in your vision. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, that's what gets you through, I think. And yet you brought up a really interesting point with, you know, having family or a support system around you. Um, were you getting, you know, from sort of outside perspectives, whether it be your family, or your friends at the beginning saying like, you know, I don't know, guys, maybe you want to consider oh, yeah. like it. <laughs> I didn't even finish it. I didn't even have to finish the question. <laughs> oh yeah. So you had like, you know, maybe you guys want to consider, you know, option B. Yeah. Um, because I mean, we know how fickle the, the fitness business is in general. Add a pandemic to that, and you got your yourself a whole other recipe. So how did you guys deal with some of the hesitations uh, or the advice that you were getting from family and friends? Oh man. Uh, actually that's a loaded question. Cause that's like, that's like ever, that's ever present, you know, that's always there. Yes. Uh, opinions from the outside, always going to be there. You know, they're always going to be there and you have to really tune in to like the original vision. Mm-hmm. You have to, you have to check with yourself. You have to check, you, you know, I keep going back to faith. You have to look at, you have to look and like, and like literally pray and like, that that's it that's that lane right there the outside voices you can value them you can even have them have a place at your table because i think getting advice is great it's 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 wise to get advice however at the end of the day mm. you got to be on the same time same page with your business partner hey you want to keep going you want to keep going cool well let's buckle down and get to the drawing board go back what's what did we originally want to accomplish now how can we accomplish it in a different way yeah, yeah block out the noise because we're living in a very loud world. So very true. loud. We're living in a lot of noise right now. Yeah. And there's a lot of opinions and there's a lot of different sides and stuff. So we have to like come back to that original vision, pray into it, like walk forward in faith and just believe like, otherwise you're dead in the water. I totally agree with you. And speaking to, you know, the soon to be entrepreneurs, who are, or people who are already, you know, starting their businesses, who are listening to this podcast, I think that's a huge, a huge factor in entering the world of entrepreneurship is reducing the amount of noise around you, Mm -hmm. because there are always going to be people around you saying, you sure about that? Like, is that the practical route? Is that going to get you, you know, that stability that we're all supposed to be thriving for? Um, and yeah, I, I totally understand when you say, you know, there's a vision, um, and you put your faith really at the center of it all along with your business partner. And you just said, Hey, like, I want to do this. He wants to do this. Josh wants to do this too. So let's just keep pushing forward. Absolutely. And you know what, just on that point, Brittany, like, I feel, I feel for entrepreneurs starting now because no matter what business you start, 99% of them are going to be immersed in this like social media like world because 
a lot of your business, your leads, cutting your connections. It's just the world we're living in now, right? So on social media, the the opinions and the the this, the this, the this are so heavily present, but you kind of have to be in there too, because that's how you're going to grow your business. Yes. You know, it's 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 one, one, it's a catch 22. So you got to be like, you got to put the armor on and be ready because it's not a it's not a battlefield you can come into unprepared. You got to be like, I know I'm stepping onto this battlefield and there's going to be a lot of voices. So like, yes. let me put my helmet on. Let me put my breastplate on. Like, I'm going into this. I'm ready to block out the arrows, but I have to be in this space too. It's right. like a weird, it's a weird thing for sure. It is. And you kind of triggered a question I had. So when you guys started six years ago, you know, social media wasn't what it is today. So how did you guys, was it more word of mouth that got the name resilience around the community? For sure. I think so. Yeah. I think, I think a lot of, a lot of it was word of mouth. We did do a lot of social media stuff, but I think, I think most of our referrals, even like a lot of our long-term clients have come through, through like word of mouth. Definitely. Which still happens today, actually, even still, even though there's like such a, still such a big, is, is a bigger thing today than it was maybe six years ago. Mm-hmm. Word of mouth still is like the most powerful thing there is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally agree with you. I was talking about it on another episode where I think word of mouth will never die. Like mm-hmm. if someone can go to another person and say, Hey, listen, I experienced this incredible service feeling that person's energy and they're feeling behind that. Like there's nothing it's unmatched. It goes unmatched to any piece of social media. I think that you can post. Yeah. Uh, And yeah, I stand by that through and through. Uh, So you guys have been, I've seen you guys post a lot on Instagram. Are you guys taking advantage of any of the other social media platforms? Yeah. So Instagram's kind of our main sort of, we've decided and gone all in like all just like go all in, even uh, just energy, time, money is, yeah. is on Instagram. And then we also have another platform, our Facebook private group, which is a, which is like taking the concept of community and building on it on a, on a social media platform. Uh, we're not very active. We're, we're irrelevant on Twitter. We're, we're not very active on Facebook. It's a lot of double posting from Instagram. Uh, but Instagram right now for just the demographic we're going for and just like you know, we started with that and it's, it's kind of been the way we also communicate with our clients. So it's, there's a plethora of reasons why we are there, but it's, it's mainly Instagram. Yeah. And again, you bring up a really good point sometimes, or actually a lot of times when we keep getting thrown these like different social media platforms, it's like, okay, now I have to like figure out each and every one of them. And if I don't, then my business isn't going to do that well, but you brought up such a good point. Like you are putting, you put all in on Instagram and you just thrive on Instagram and that, and you know, that's where your demographic is and you just excel there. Uh, I think sometimes you can just, or a lot of times you can just play yourself or lay things out like a little too thin and, you know, if you're on TikTok or if you're on Twitter or if you're on Instagram or if you're on Clubhouse, uh, it's sort of, yeah, there's a little bit of repetitiveness, but then there's also that level of just fatigue. Like how, how can I be on all of these things? It is a lot. Can I even put as much value into all of them versus if I just focused on one and put right. all in there. So yeah, I, you touched upon an incredible point and just anyone who's listening, you don't need to be everywhere. 
pick no. somewhere that you know you'll get a feel for where you're where you're finding your demographic and really excel in that area for sure really like double down and put all of your attention in that area totally consistency is king yes. consistency is king consistency is king and you really get breakthrough when you're consistent too. So like a big breakthrough, like say on social media or like a big, wow, this is like out of control. This post is getting so much engagement. It's because of consistency. It's just, you got to show up every day, just like you're training and, and training people every day. Like you can't just be like, oh, tomorrow we're not going to run our 6am class because I want to sleep in. It's like, it's no, there's 20, there's 20 people like ready to work out. Like you got to right. be consistent. So the breakthrough comes from consistency. Yeah. And there's definitely a difference between like quantity versus quality. You don't like need to be posting every single day. Um, if you do, that's great. If you're bringing that element of consistency in that way, but consistency can also look like twice a week or, you know, once every two weeks, like as long as you're not keeping your audience guessing and there's, there's mm. that sort of expectation that, okay, I know that resilience posts on Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday, uh, I know you guys post more than that, but uh, just speaking from an example, you're you're totally right. Consistency, whether you see it as once a week or every single day for that week, I think multiple times a day can be, I don't know, can be a little much, but if you're putting out the quality, then, you know, who am I really to say? And you guys are like putting in all of this effort into production, so I'm sure... I, I just love the way that your videos look. They're just so, they're fun. They're professional. They're just like really clear and crisp. Um, so whoever you're working with, did he have, has he been working in production? He or she been working in production for a while? Yeah, yeah. So he's really talented in this sort of arena. He uh, has been working in production for probably what, like Josh, five years? So yes, something like that. So he's actually one of my friends from the church that I go to and he kind of works the sound at the church, but he also does like a side business as well, all kinds of stuff. And, um, super talented, multifaceted, like cameras, sound marketing, like just really talented guys. So yeah, he's been yeah. in it for a bit. And he's yeah. been giving you guys, you were mentioning, he's been giving you guys like tips and tricks on how to, how to sort of present your videos or ways in which it should sort of come across on Instagram. Yeah. He, he's, he's got quite the the creativity and brain like he's a smart guy and and uh just hanging out with us he, he's like have you guys thought of this have you thought of this yeah. so again great relationship the willingness the willingness to listen yeah. and the willingness to be able to try and be like wow that's a great idea so try yeah to, and ask questions and try to understand we haven't been working with him too long we've known him for a little uh like a little bit andrew's known him for a little longer than i have um but the willingness to ask questions to understand our business like is is important so asking questions trying to understand everything understand like how things work how we're thinking and yes. that allows i think him to like kind of create his ideas right yeah so if you don't ask questions like if yeah it's just tougher to formulate new ideas so he asked a lot of questions he's been asking a lot of questions and then he's been coming up with like some cool ideas which has been great yeah that's great i mean a good team is invaluable and especially like you said josh people who are actually authentically interested in your business and wanting to better it yeah. uh, is, I mean, is you can't get any better than that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, all right, guys, I'm going to get into, we're going to finish off just what the time went just by super, super fast. Um, I know, right? What? I know. Wow. 
Oh, it did. It really did. I know. So uh, I'm going to get into some lightning round questions. Uh, try to keep the answers to maximum a sentence or so. Uh, if we go a little longer than that, it's totally okay. Uh, but I'll start off with the first question. If you want to take turns answering, totally good. Uh, so what are two qualities that you think makes someone a good business owner? Mm, creativity and willingness. Ah, Josh. I was going to say create like kind of a dreamer attitude, like kind of like a big vision uh, and creativity was going to be a huge one for me. Willingness is a great, a great answer too. Awesome. You got to yeah. take action. So that's huge. Yeah. It says a lot about your team in general, if you guys are both thinking like the same qualities. So that's great. Uh, if you weren't owners of resilience, what do you think you'd be doing? Ooh, I'd probably be teaching probably yeah. probably like school, like traditional, yeah. traditional classroom teaching. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'd probably just be like either a nomad with my wife or like <laughs> all going all around the world or, yeah. or owning a, or owning a farm and just raising a bunch of kids and, uh, just being on a farm with a bunch of farm animals. That's something Karen and I always talk about. So my wife, and yes. so I'd probably be a, a chicken raiser, <laughs> raising chickens. Oh, that's so adorable. <laughs> Seriously, for real, for real. In Montana. Yeah. Yeah, okay, we've got the specific place too, ready we to go. We thought about it, we thought, we thought about it. <laughs> we thought about it. All right, last but not least, and this may take, this may take a little extra than, uh, more than a sentence. Share a pivotal moment of when you realized helping people was your path. Mm. Like, what was your aha moment where you're like, I'm meant to help people? Mm. And there's been a bunch of them in resilience. Asia. I've, I've just seen a lot of people like change their whole way of health um, and seeing how passionate they are about how, you know, how much we've changed their approach to their health and how much healthier they've got. And yes. um, it's just, that's always amazing to hear. I've worked a lot of jobs in my life and I haven't found a lot of satisfaction in a lot of the jobs, mm -hmm. which has been, um, which has been tough, right? Like when you don't feel satisfaction in a job, it's like, it's just always a brain to go to. Yeah. It's so super daunting and just tedious and miserable. Yeah. 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 So seeing people like just totally change your life obviously is like a huge, like, bam, like, yo, we're doing something really cool. And then a selfish reason for me, yeah. Selfish reason for myself is like, I've seen that for me and like being an entrepreneur has really <laughs> made me like step out of my comfort zone and grow as a person for sure. I totally agree. And I don't think I would be <laughs> where I am today without, if I was working like a job, like I was like, just for me personally, I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with these jobs, but for me personally, <laughs> like anytime I was working like a job before, and I think I would change my mindset now that I've been through a lot with resilience, but I was always like, I couldn't wait to go home and go to the gym and stuff like that. I was just like, I wasn't super into it. So like I knew I wasn't growing as a person. So selfishly, that's my answer. But seeing people help and change their health has been like amazing. Hey, bro, I thought this was rapid round. <laughs> that's okay. You said it was going to take a little longer. I know, it might take a little longer. That's okay. I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm just playing. I'm just joking. Okay, Andrew, just you're joking. up. Uh, for me, it was the moment when uh, it's it's kind of a reoccurring moment when I see families 
uh, feeling comfortable in our in our setting. So uh, moms and dads bringing their kids and kind of allowing them to sit at the side to watch like mommy and daddy work out or just hearing them talk to their kids about their gym or the kids being like, is there going to be a kid's program? I think uh, one of the most powerful things in this world is family units, family units. So if we can cultivate more of that and like a comfortability and a confidence to bring your family around, I think it's really powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree. Being able to touch like just to really touch the minds of each and every individual in a family, especially yeah. kids, especially yeah. at this time. I mean, Andrew, you know better, you know, you're raising a toddler right now and in a world that has changed really quickly and instilling those family values and really, you know, honing in on what you teach them at home, I think is super crucial because I go out into this world that again is ever evolving, ever changing. And mm-hmm. to sort of like come home to that stability or, you know, our core values uh, is, is important. And I think makes a kid just personally speaking from my childhood, I mean, makes you feel a little bit more at ease. Um, you know, knowing that, for example, when I get home, you know, I'm going to watch mom and dad or I'm going to play with mom and dad, or we're going to work out together. Yeah. Uh, just having that sort of consistency of healthy decisions for the family, as well as everybody involved. Exactly. So exactly. I love that. Exactly. Well, thank you so much guys for joining me tonight. Uh, but before we sign off, where can everybody find you guys? Yeah. Our main, our main kind of hub is uh, Instagram. So at resilience underscore fitness is the best way to really uh, follow our journey. We're very up to the date with our posting. We're live with our stories. And then our website is resiliencefitness.ca. And uh, we really explain our vision and what we're about there. So yeah, I would love for you guys to check us out. Great. Thank you so much, guys. Again, the energy in this episode is just matched to the energy that I share with you guys in person. Uh, So thank you for bringing everything and uh, laying everything out on the table, telling me all about how you guys started resilience and where it's going and the fact that you guys are just killing it on social media. So uh, thank you for being an inspiration. And uh, I can't wait. I'm so excited to see where you guys go from here. Appreciate you. Thank you for having us. No we problem, love what guys. you're doing too. Thank you. Talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye, Britt. Bye. Yeah.